0: could uh, hear a little bit more about the women's conference god did amazing things last week so i'm going to ask jacqueline to take a few minutes and and tell us the good news i
1: would love to tell you the good news um mission statement in our church is encounter the love and power of god and give it away to the world i will honestly say we did an amazing job in our mission statement there were over 60 women who served 130 women who came, 150 had signed up. We had over 16 different churches. It was amazing. And it was amazing because if I were going to label any of the women who came and served, it was courageous. They did things that they didn't know they could do, didn't know if they wanted to do, didn't see themselves doing it. And they did it anyways. And because they had a servant's heart, everyone felt loved and cared for and touched not only by the power of God and the love of God, but by another human being. And so I just want to commend every woman who came who did a little. The vision that I had as we were preparing was that if everybody served each other a little bit, and then Nikki had this thing and said, we need to be... Boldly receiving. And I thought, we need to be just radically selfish in everything we want from God. And people stepped up to that. People stepped up into who they were and hungry for what they had. It was so much fun. And I'm not going to tell any stories. I'm just going to tell you that we did a great job in our mission statement One of the things that happened to us, which was just such a blessing and just kind of tops off and gives you a touch of the experience that we had, Jane Gooder called it a kiss from God. I had talked to Susanna. Scott McElroy had done his divine inspiration workshop the week before. And I met this amazing woman. And I thought, oh, she'd be great at our women's conference. So I said, would you come? And she said, yeah, yeah, I'd love to come. She's so sweet. And I never heard from her. And so she came in the afternoon and did this picture. So, Susanna, would you come up and just tell us your picture? This, she didn't attend the conference. She knew nothing about what we were doing. And she came and said, I feel like the Lord has a picture for this conference. And then she drew this. And so I just would love her to explain it because we have so many prophetic words and visions of what the conference was supposed to accomplish. And then she
2: drew them without knowing anything about it or having been there. Hi, how are y'all doing? <laughs> I'm Susanna. And like she said, um, I hadn't gotten back to her, which was my bad. But, <laughs> but you know, it was more of my way of saying, oh, you know, I, I'm i not feeling this. Um, but it's, it's awesome. This church was actually a starting place of bringing my heart back to a place of knowing that um, his spirit has his way in us. And like, if we just stop and listen, it's for real. And so I was actually going the other direction, 465 South, and it was like north. Okay, yeah, I'll go north towards the church. And um, so this picture is actually just from my heart because our history with God is really our story, and so that this is um, part, of, part of my story, and it starts with Jesus when he says um, in Isaiah 61, the spirit of the Lord God was upon him because he was anointed to preach the gospel to the poor, um, to bind up the brokenhearted, to give liberty to the captives, opening a prison to those that were bound, um, to give them beauty for ashes and joy for mourning, and I, he gave that to me as something that he wanted me to be a part of, but really he had to do the job on my heart first. And so this picture just shows how the illumination of the Holy Spirit, um, he's the light and he illuminates our heart. I'm so thankful for that because just the water, as much water as we can have, which the word is water, but we get waterlogged without the Holy Spirit, without the illumination. And then with just the illumination and not the water, we dry up, and I've done both. <laughs> but um, the heart resembles, it's like the the center of who we are, and the roots, kind of our identity, and trying to find it, and, and putting, trying to put down roots. And the more the roots, the farther around the tree they have to dig, and sometimes there's roots that get cut off, and it's kind of painful. But when it's his heart and, and he's wanting to wrap our identity around his heart so that as his heart pulses, it can be felt vibrating up through the core, the trunk of our being. And that is, is what he desires to do. And um, it's awesome because what I love and just believe in faith, that he bore our curse on a tree so that our blessing... Could be through the tree of life. And he just wants, he wants us to bear fruit for him, but without that abiding, without that connection, without that life source, we, we're going to be dead. And he takes that heart of stone and he gives us a heart of flesh so we can actually feel what he feels in his presence. Um, just the wave of grace, um, I just, this has been something that has been hard for me to believe, um, and I feel like anything that is our destiny, the enemy wants to come against, so um whatever your name means probably is a part of your destiny in some way. um My name means pure and grace, and that is something that the lord or that Satan has been trying to attack in my life, but his grace is like a wave and the color red, and it comes and crashes over us, and we did not design it. We did not create it, and we do not deserve it either. <laughs> And there's nothing we can do to stop it. And it comes and it has a cleansing effect on us um, because that's that's Jesus. He's the pure one. So I'm just grateful. Like everything underneath ground is our history. And a lot of people can't see that, but they can see the top part of our tree. <laughs> and that's the part that um, he gets the glory for because he's the one who brings lasting fruit. I just want to leave you with um, a couple of verses. And this is just a call from his heart. He says in Isaiah 55, Come, come everyone who thirsts. Come to the waters, and he who has no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend money for that which is not bread, and for your labor for that which does not satisfy Listen diligently to me and eat what is good and delight yourself in rich food. And just, he just wants to drench your soil with rich food so that he can just, like, like, you can just soak it up and just, like, be that tree that's planted along rivers of water to bear fruit for him.
1: So that was just an unexpected treat about the conference, there were layers and layers and layers of intentional healing, power, works of the Spirit, tons of love and care for each other. It was fun.
0: Thanks, Jacqueline. You can... oh. <clears throat> okay, good. I wanted you to, to hear that testimony because, um, well, it's just good news. <laughs> But uh, the theme of the morning is really how it is that we listen to God, how we hear from God, how Jesus as the great shepherd guides us. And um, I'm giving you a warning where it's a, it's an odd morning in just a few minutes. I'm going to take that microphone. I'm going to stick it back in your face. So uh, because really what I want to hear this morning is um, I don't want to hear myself give a message about how to hear from God. I want to hear how you hear from God. It's an amazing story to hear her say she's driving on four sixty five the other way, and God speaks to her, go north. And she comes here to the church um, and and really delivered a message, put a cap on a message that God had been speaking to the women through the rest of the conference. Um, when my wife Jane told me about it, I mean, she just got goosebumps the way that God had ordained to speak. And, you know, it is everyone, uh, everyone who knows the Lord gets to hear the Lord. Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me, John 10. So every one of us who has Jesus in them has, has the Holy Spirit present. We get to hear. We hear in so many different ways. Some hear in their minds, in their heart. Some hear through pictures or images. Some hear through the word. Some hear through uh, one another. But we all get that inheritance. It's a gift. Um And so I want to just give a little bit of introduction here and then I'm going to I'm going to ask you to share how it is that you hear from God or maybe how you've seen the protection of God. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this uh, morning, the way that you're speaking, what you're doing within us, what you're doing with us as a body. And we just ask, Holy Spirit, that you would encourage us through one another, that we would not just hear your voice, but have willing hearts to obey. In Jesus' name, amen. God has this longing to speak to us, to guide us, and to, um, and to protect us in our lives. I don't know um, about you. When, I was, when my kids were little, I used to ask them, we'd talk about you know what animal you wanted to be. Uh, if you could be an animal, um, what animal you'd want to be. And they were kind of the typical you know jaguar, really fast, or dog, or eagle that can fly. Uh, personally, for me, I always wanted to be a flying squirrel. Um, and I'm not really sure what that is. Maybe just the desire to be different, or too much Rocky and Bullwinkle, or I don't know. But flying squirrels always, uh, always got me. <clears throat> when you, um, when you look in the scriptures, you realize in our relationship with God, we are most often likened to what? Sheep. Yeah, we're most often likened to sheep. And so you see all these scriptures, Psalm 100, verse three, where God's people and the sheep of His pasture. Psalm 77 to God, you lead your people like a flock. Psalm 23, that probably the most famous verse in the Bible. The Lord is my shepherd. Isaiah 40, God tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that are with young. Isaiah 53, we all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. And in Mark nine, when Jesus was looking at the crowds and feeling compassion, the scripture says Jesus saw the crowds. He had compassion on them because they were like a sheep without shepherd, without a shepherd in God's eyes. We're sheep. Um, Now, that sounds nice, right? Until you learn a little bit about sheep. Here's the bad news. Sheep are dirty and wayward. (laughs) Don't feel condemned. This isn't all of us. Just occasionally we might act a little sheepy. Sheep uh, can't keep themselves clean, and so they stink. Sheep can't see more than about 20 yards ahead of them, and so they wander off readily, and um, sheep don't tend to learn from their mistakes. Um, You don't go to a zoo or to a circus and see trained sheep very often. You notice that? (laughs) They're just not that intelligent. Um, sheep are defenseless and dependent. They don't have fangs. They don't have claws. They don't have horns. They just got little nibblers is all they've got. They're, uh, they're relatively unwieldy. You know, they've got tiny little stick legs and big bodies. So they can't run particularly fast. And um, they're, for the most part, white. And so they stick out in a field like they're just saying to wolves, come eat me. Not only that, but I can't run anywhere and I can only see 20 yards ahead of me. (laughs) And most likely, if another sheep's going off a cliff, I'm going right after it. So God doesn't speak to us uh, uh, as sheep or liken us to sheep to offend us. That's just having fun. okay? but it's the reality. The point of it is this. God likens us to sheep so that he can tell us the kind of relationship he wants to have with us. So he can communicate to us, This is how I want to interact with you. I want you as defenseless and occasionally not so smart and a little stinky at times. I want you to trust me as a shepherd. I want to guide you, and I want to protect you. That's God's heart for us. Guidance and protection. John chapter 10. This is uh, Jesus speaking. He says this, "I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd who owns the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. And the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. Jesus, again, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the father knows me and I know the father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. He's speaking about um, those wayward ones who, like sheep, go astray and need to be called into the family of God, need to be redeemed by the blood of Jesus the shepherd. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. This uh, tremendous theme through the scriptures that Jesus wants to lead us as a shepherd leads a flock. And so he refers to himself as the good shepherd to indicate this is the type of relationship he wants to have with us. It really doesn't matter how intelligent you are. It really doesn't matter how gifted you are. It really doesn't matter your size, um, your uh, ethnicity, your gender. That's irrelevant to God when he looks at us like sheep. He says, I can handle this. I can handle whatever your uh, your weaknesses are in your life. However, you might identify with some of those sheep descriptions I gave, you know, in the biblical times, sheep were most often used for their wool or for their milk, not for meat, sometimes for meat, but mainly for their wool and for their milk. And so a shepherd had a relationship with sheep of preservation because what they brought to the shepherd was abundance over and over and over again. They bore fruit, as it were, just by being the beings that they were and being cared for by the good shepherd. Um, the scripture says that Jesus is the good shepherd. It doesn't say that Jesus is the good cowboy. Right? The cow we're not we're not the herd of God, we're the flock of God. And so you think of a cowboy, you know, driving cattle so that those cattle can be slaughtered. But we're not driven by God, we're led by God. And this want you to get a picture, a feeling of of what that's like, the opportunity that you have to be led by the good shepherd, to hear the voice of God in any of the different ways that we'll hear. I just want to say again, every person with Jesus in them can hear his voice. It's a promise from him. God desires to both uh, speak to you, to guide you and to protect you. John ten twenty seven. The promise of the scripture is this. He says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. So at this point, this is what I'm going to ask a couple of you to be bold and courageous. And what I want to hear is what's your experience with hearing God? How, how do you hear God? What's the easiest way? If you just want to take the mic and say, I read the Bible and I hear God, you can do that but I want to hear, I want to be encouraged by one another. How do you hear God? Maybe you want to tell a brief story of how you've heard God or how has God protected you and guided you? So, um, yeah, you want to take it around? Okay. I'll, I'll ask Molly to take it around so you won't have to feel so nervous as to actually walk up here. So, great, Todd. So, uh, tell us your name and and uh, encourage us.
3: So I'll start this story, and if you want to jump in, you can as well. Um, So I heard from God this week in an amazing way. Um, So just to to set it up a little bit, um, I actually talked with you last week about some theological questions that I had or just some ponderings that I've I've been having and and got a book from Randy and and have been looking, just doing some study on some theological issues. I'll just leave it at that. and became over the week um, confused is the only way I can describe it, uh, just confused and a little bit more confused and, and more confused. I say over the week, but you know, maybe going back even a week before that, you know, but not much not much beyond that um, and over the course of just a few days, I went into a spiritual tailspin that I have not experienced for twenty or thirty years, mm. and just got to a place of Utter darkness, just, just. I, I, I'm a psychiatrist, so I don't know how to describe this. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, just, uh, just a uh, confusion, just spiritual distraughtness and despair and just darkness, a, a very, very black place. Um, and uh, I talked with Elisa about it over the phone. I was, I was traveling on business and. Uh, and came home Thursday, and um, so the bottom line is Thursday night we were you know uh, we were laying in bed and and I started sharing with her just a little bit about this and I asked her to pray for me and she said well how do you want me to pray and she said later then and this is where it gets to God speaking when I said when I said would you pray for me the word that came into her head immediately was
4: it was just a piece of a verse. It was just there was a verse somewhere in the Bible that had to do with mountains being shaken and the earth being removed.
3: And so, um, so I started talking to her about, um, but she didn't tell me that. She didn't tell me that that word was in her head. She just, you know, this was when I asked for prayer. That word was in her head. Um, so I started to to share with her my struggles and what was. You know what, what was going on and where I was and, and how hard it was, and she asked some some other questions, and you know, to the, I mean, really to the point that I was I was questioning whether I was even a Christian, whether I was even yeah. saved. I mean, that's that's just again, you know, I'm thinking as a psychiatrist, am I going crazy? Am I as yeah. I, mean, I psychotic here? What this is this is so weird, um, and um, so. Ask her to pray I' tell her these things and, and she said what do you, what do you want I mean what you know I just said I want peace I just want peace I'm I'm, I'm torn up I want peace uh, and so um, then I think it was the point that she said well you know when you asked me to pray this this is this little verse fragment came and and what you know let's look it up and see what it is I don't even know where it is so we had to get out I got out my my um, um, iphone and i mean we like did a search to try to find where it was because we didn't even know where it was and and it turns out it's from isaiah 54 and this is what it says and so you know again to set it up i've I've told her what i really want is peace and 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 so we got it out and here's what it says it's isaiah 54:10, and it says though the mountains be shaken and 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 the hills be removed yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken nor my covenant of peace be removed. Mm. Um, and she prayed for me just a few minutes, and all I can say is this thing just lifted. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I feel bruised for the last couple of days. I mean, I feel like I've been beaten up, um, kind of tired. But, um, again, as a psychiatrist, uh, you know, depressions don't just go away. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I, I, I don't, I'm not talked to you. I was going to, you know, want to talk to you about this. I don't know what all was going on there or is going on or what, what this is all about. But, um, um, I mean, I feel like God spoke to us. Okay. <laughs> well,
0: I'm glad I asked for that. Um, y- It's just interesting, you know, Todd and I hadn't talked. I didn't know that. Um, And uh, as I was just putting the message together for this morning, you know, I wanted to hear from uh, how we how it is that we hear from God, how he protects us. And, you know, the least the three things I wanted to leave you with is that we hear through prayer when we come into contact with God. We hear through the scriptures when we open the Bible and we hear in honest relationships with others. And uh, Todd just gave the perfect three-point message. (laughs) But isn't it amazing? And that's why I wanted to experience together the encouragement of how God speaks to us. No matter where we are in the process of following him, there's that uh, absolute promise of God that he will guide us, that he will speak to us, and that he empowers us to follow him. Thank you for sharing that, Todd. I really appreciate it. Is there one more? Okay. In the back there, Mom.
5: Um, I'm actually a visitor here uh, today, and I've been here two other times with the Royston family. Hannah is one of my really close friends, and just kind of as some background, I've been traveling the nation um, and just finished up my last week teaching high school students about their local state government, and I just wanted to encourage you because this is so crazy. Um, I spent the last three weekends in Portland, Oregon, and I just flew back um, last night, and actually. The pastor in Portland, Oregon, was teaching on the Good Shepherd wow. and um, in Mount Hood. I did not internet search
0: and got the sermon <laughs> <laughs> No, I didn't.
5: <laughs> um, and his scripture verse was John 10, 22 through 42. And the background of their church is literally Mount Hood in Oregon. Hmm. And just kind of, I think that's really interesting of how I can be in different spots all over the nation, and yet the Lord and His Spirit keeps moving from being in Indiana, which is my home state, and being in Oregon or Texas or Georgia or wherever I've been, um, just that the. The Holy Spirit is moving and teaching you guys the same thing, no matter what your denomination is or how you express yourself. And I'm an art major, and so the artistic um, creativity that's here in this church has been a huge blessing. The church that I was in in Oregon was a little bit more conservative and had children literally running everywhere. And um, just kind of seeing how the Lord moves, um, through an artist or through children or through praise and worship with drums or just a piano. Um, he's continuing to be faithful in my life and I think in the whole entire body of Christ teaching us all the same thing that he is here to guide us and protect us.
0: Great. Thank you. That's wonderful. And anyone here? One more? Okay. I'm sorry. Last one. <laughs> Don't forget to tell us who you are.
4: Hi, I'm Julie Ray. Um, This is one relating to one of my kids. So one of my daughters is like, God, we've been talking a lot about hearing God's voice. Why can't I hear God talk to me like a person? And and we've kind of talked about how, well, sometimes he does, like Samuel in the Bible. You know, He heard God calling him in the night, Samuel, Samuel, here I am. And we talked about how sometimes we see God move Like the wind, we can't see the wind, but we see him moving the trees. And so we were having these little conversations. And then um, a couple months ago in the car, we're just driving to school. It's a normal day. It's kind of quiet in the car. And suddenly she says, Mom, God just spoke to me. I could hear him like a voice. And I said, Cool, what did he say? And she said, He said, Lillian, I am your God. I just thought, was precious. I mean, she just couldn't dig that up on our own. You know, so and I know the kids right now, it's the last Sunday of the month. They're soaking right now under Judy Gilbert's leadership and there are really cool things our kids are doing. They're right. learning to hear God's voice and yeah. they can teach us so much.
0: Yeah, great. Thanks, Julie. That's good. God, is there is there a desperation back there? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> God always goes to the desperate. Really,
1: really good.
6: <laughs> I actually um, got woken up by my dog this morning, and I was like, oh, I went to bed late. I didn't want to get up. And the Lord was like, you have to go to church. And I'm like, okay. And then you said sharing, and then everything you said like totally applies. And so that's why I was like, that's right. I have to share this. Um, so I just had got off work one night, and... Was driving down this road and kind of just feeling kind of down, and all of a sudden the the Lord just said, um, "Do you want to see me?" And I was like, "Yes." I mean, what do you say? <laughs> and and I was like, "Yes." And Jesus just, um, I got a vision. It's like it's so hard to explain, but in my head, I can see it. Um, Jesus just opened his arms out to me. And said, come here. And, like, I just, like, got in his arms. And Jesus was just wrapping his arms around me. Um, And I was, like, waiting for it to fade away. Because usually it's one of those, like, visions, comfort, go read the Bible, like, soak and stuff. But, like, he didn't go away. And he was, like, I'm right here. And he said, whenever you want to talk to me, just ask and I will come to you. And I was, like, okay, cool. Um, I mean, I didn't really understand. Um and then just one time I was just like, Hey Jesus, are you there? And immediately in the spirit I see him run up to me and goes, Yes, Christiana and I'm like, Hey like and he's just like, How are you? And he's like so excited and just talking to me and it just from anything I was washing dishes at work and I was just like complaining and I was just like, Jesus, I hate washing dishes and Jesus was like, Are you kidding? I love washing dishes. Have you ever seen dishes being washed in heaven? And I was like, No. He's like, Do you want to see? Let me show you And he's freaking out and he's showing me just the angels and like he's like puts soap bubbles on his chin. He's like, Look, I'm Santa Claus and I was like, Jesus, that's everybody does that. He was like, I did it first Like and it's just so great to be able to see Jesus as a friend, and see yeah. him as my lover, and yeah. see him just as a person in front of me. But at the same time, this absolutely wrecked me. Jesus is a man, flesh. He can only be at one place at one time. And so his spirit is always with us, yes. But in those moments when I say, Jesus, can I talk to you? And he's right in front of my face. I have the creator of the universe's full attention on me. That's
0: good. Great. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. We, we hear, every one of us can hear. We hear in such different ways. Some, some through the scriptures, some through a trusted relationship, some in, the, uh, uh, in the, the powerful connection in the imagination that God gives to us, to speak to us, to be present to us. You know, um, it's true what Christiana said. You are God's favorite. And so am I. We, we, that is the place that we stand with God. When Jesus says, "I'm the good shepherd," he's not saying, "I just uh, but I like some sheep more than other sheep." Every single one, he looks at us with that same love, that same affection, that same desire to guide and to protect. That's His job. He's the good shepherd, and the job of the sheep is to listen and to obey. My sheep hear my voice, and they follow me. Let's pray. The communion servers can come forward. We'll prepare for communion. Uh, Lord, thank you for teaching us this morning through one another. Thank you for coming to us in so many different ways. Thank you, God, for open ears. And your desire to speak to us. I ask, Lord, that you'd increase our ability and our willingness to listen to your voice, however it comes to us. And God, that you would empower our wills to follow. I pray for grace and for courage and Lord, even for the people this week that will be touched by these sheep who walk out following you, hearing your voice and obeying. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if Jesus is within you, you know him as your savior, he is your shepherd, then this is your time to remember what he did for you by laying himself down for you. So uh, you can come down the diagonal aisles, take a bit of the bread representing the body of Christ broken for you. Dip it into the wine or juice that represents his blood that was shed for you. He was the lamb that was slain for you. And um, so when you're ready, please come forward. Uh, Will you stand with me? Um, As we close the service this morning, we're not going to have a prayer ministry team in front. Um, I would, I'd ask you to do this, uh, to, um, to decide before God that uh, sometime this week you'll find someone, uh, a trusted Christian friend, and you'll tell them, here's how I'm hearing from God. Or maybe if you don't sense that's your experience, that you'll go to them and say, would you pray for me so that I could hear from God? You decide before the Lord, I'm going to take a step into hearing his voice. I'm going to take an action step. Exodus three, you know, when uh, uh, the Lord appeared to Moses before the burning bush, it says that Moses saw the bush. He knew something was happening and then he turned aside. There's there's the part where we hear and we notice and then there's the part where we follow and move. And so I'm just going to ask that you decide before God. I not only want to hear, but I want to follow. Let's pray. Lord, we pray for your grace now upon us both to hear. Your words to us, your instructions to receive your guidance and your protection. And also, Lord, to follow what we hear you say through the scriptures, through our own relationship with you or through those trusted uh, friends that you've given us. We pray for joy and for peace as we hear and follow in Jesus name. Amen. You're uh, welcome to stay if you'd like, just to be in God's presence or to connect with people uh, on the question. Otherwise, go in peace to love and serve the Lord and have a great day.